Hey, my friends. So today I'm talking about the holiday season and how to get through this season after you've lost a child. This season is so very hard. It brings back memories that are both joyful and hard all at the same time. And so while I can't give you one thing to do that will take all the pain away, I do have six tips for you to help you get through this season and a bonus tip that I actually didn't plan on saying that I really feel is important to remember during this holiday season. I pray that this episode blesses you, that it gives you some ideas on something maybe you can do to help get you through this hard time of year. I pray this episode blesses you. Hi, my sweet friend. Welcome to Unlocking Joy After Grief. My name's Courtney, wife, mom of six kiddos, one in heaven waiting for us. And that's why I'm here. I know how you feel, that all-consuming pain and grief, the sleepless nights, wrestling with the question why. That's exactly how I felt when we lost our four-year-old Sam. And it's my joy to share with you everything this journey has taught me. So if you're ready for biblical encouragement, first-hand lessons, and support from a fellow grieving mama, then let's lace up our shoes and begin walking this road together. So the holidays are coming. Whether we're ready or not, they come every year. They don't care that you've lost a child and that the thought of celebrating a holiday without them is crippling. It's going to happen. It's going to come. And so what are you going to do? How are you going to get through this holiday season without your child? Friends, I wish the answer was easy. I wish I could just snap my finger and make all the pain go away for all of us. But as you know, it's not easy. And we can't just snap our fingers and take the pain away. The holidays are very hard for me. They have been ever since we lost Sam back in 2017. Specifically Christmas. Christmas used to be my favorite holiday. But after we lost Sam, it actually became my least favorite. Um, I couldn't stand that time of year. I think it's because it lasts for so long. Um, Like all the other holidays are basically just one day and done. But Christmas, it's at least a month long, if not longer. It was so hard having that many things that we had to do, um, things that we did to celebrate, and Sam not being here with us. So how do we get through? That's the question, isn't it? And while I don't have an answer for that, that will take all the pain away, there are some things I've done that have helped a little. Um, I won't say that it's made all the pain completely go away and it's never been hard because that's just not going to happen. We know in this journey, it's never just going to go away. Um, We have to find ways to um, help, help ease that pain. Um... But it's never going to say, okay, if you do this, it'll solve your problems because that's just not the way it is. But I have found a few things that I want to share with you today 
Maybe one of these things can help you kind of get through the holiday season and maybe even have a little happiness through it. I know that's hard. It's just holidays are a whole different thing. But it's my prayer that one of these things can help you get through this holiday season. So the first thing is distractions. And I know I've talked about this before, but in your grief journey, distractions are a good thing. They're a good thing. Uh, It helps you um, from kind of falling into that dark place in your mind that you can go to when there's no distractions, when it's quiet, especially early on in your grief journey. Distractions are key. Um, So what are some of the things you could do? You could leave the house. Um, I know sometimes that's hard too. Um, Getting enough mental energy up to even want to leave the house, to even get dressed And if you have other kids, get them in the car. Like it almost seems too much. But sometimes that's what you need to do. Sometimes you need to just leave. Uh, If you have like um, another family member or friend's house you can go to just having like a change of scenery. You know, go walk around the mall. um, Go get something to eat. You know, just go leave and do something else besides sitting in your house in your room just thinking about your child not being here plan ahead you know if you know that there's going to be a hard day coming up um make plans for it like I know for me personally Christmas day that is a hard day for me like it's pretty much the whole month of December is hard for me but specifically Christmas day because you know, we wake up and we do presents with the other kids and, you know, they do their stockings and we eat our Christmas breakfast and it's like, go, 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 you know, all these things back to back to back. And then they all disappear and they go play with their toys and they go do things. Then I'm just sitting here on the couch with the absence of Sam being so loud in my house. And that's not good for me. Not good. Um, it's a very big trigger for me. And, and and I know that. So I've learned to make plans for Christmas Day. Like I know I can't just sit there on the couch while everybody else is gone doing their thing. Because it will not be good for me. So make a plan. Just say, okay, I know this day is going to be hard. Maybe it's not Christmas Day for you. Maybe it's Christmas Eve. Maybe it's a day leading up to Christmas that will be hard for you. But you know in your own personal journey what day will be hard. Well, go ahead and make plans. Say, okay, we're going to do this that day. We're going to go look at Christmas lights. We're going to go, uh, even if it's nothing Christmas, if if all everything Christmas is hard for you, um, go do something else, go eat Chinese food, you know, do something that's not a traditional Christmas activity, but just to get, just go ahead and make those plans. Say, okay, I know this day's going to be hard, so we're going to go do this. And then when you get home, you know what? It's still going to be hard. You're still going to have to go to sleep, but at least it's not the entire day that you're sitting there that's hard. You know, you've, again, put those distractions in place to help you to, kind of make it through that hard day. So my second tip is kind of goes along with that, but change it up. You know, we have these traditions, especially in Christmas time, that we do year after year after year. And 
those traditions when your child isn't here can be so hard. So change it. There's no rule that says you have to do it this way and this way and this way. You know, if, if there's a tradition that you did, if you did Christmas cookies every year, uh, and now the thought of doing a Christmas cookie and decorating without your child is like debilitating, then don't do it. Do something else. Do gingerbread houses. Um, make chocolate chip cookies. You know, you can still have that feeling of that tradition without doing the exact same thing that you did in years past with your child who's no longer here. You know, make new memories, uh, make new traditions. You know, now might be a time to say, okay, um, these traditions right here, these things that we've done, I can't do anymore. And you know what? That's okay. It is okay. Do you hear me? It is okay for you to not be able to do that anymore. Make new ones, you know, start new traditions. If looking at Christmas lights is hard for you, then maybe go outside and and string some lights on your own tree or, you know, maybe find a new location to look at Christmas lights where it's still fun if you, especially if you have other kids, where it's still fun for them, but it's easier for you because you're doing something new, something that's not hard that doesn't remind you of the things you used to do with your child. Uh, Another thing you can do is change the day that you celebrate. You know what, guys? There's no rule that says you have to celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day. Uh, There's lots of people that don't do this. Um, uh, Medical workers or um, firefighters, police officers, people that work 24-hour shifts or 12-hour shifts that might have to work on the holiday. I've, you know, some of my friends have done this. I've seen it. Uh, They post pictures. They say, you know, we're celebrating Christmas um, the day before, two days before, the day after, because they want their husband or wife to be there and they can't because they're working. So, you know, if celebrating Christmas on Christmas Day is hard, do it the week before. Do it on December 18th or some random day that makes it easier for you. And then on the actual Christmas day, go do something else. Go watch a movie. Um, Do nothing Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Like it is okay. I believe when we're on this journey, the point for us is just to survive each day. So you do whatever it is that makes it easier for you to get to the end of the day. And that is okay. And if anyone doesn't understand that or gives you uh, grief about it, then you don't need that in your life. You know, you say you don't know what it's like. You haven't lost your child. I have to do this. And I believe that the people that are closest to you will understand. They will get it. Uh, Change where you celebrate. We actually did this last year. We went to the beach. Like, uh, we didn't go the day of, like, Christmas Day because my oldest, um, he's already graduated and, and kind of launched on his own, and he's working, so he couldn't go with us um, for the whole time. He did go a few days, but anyway, so we, we left the day after Christmas, but that gave me, again, step the uh, tip number one, distractions. That gave me a distraction on Christmas Day because I was packing. I was packing all of our stuff, getting everything ready, so that gave me something to do on Christmas Day, because we were leaving the next day. We went to the beach for a whole week, and it was fabulous. Uh, It was hard, because that was my first beach trip um, without Sam. The last time we were at the beach was actually about three weeks before he went to heaven. 
but it was but it was good it got us out of the house gave us something new to do so go somewhere new go to the mountains go to Gatlinburg go um to the beach like we did or just go to some random city (laughs) that you've never been to that you wanted to go just leave the house go somewhere new and celebrate somewhere completely new All right, and then tip number three is do something in honor of them. Do something in honor of their memory. Um, And it doesn't have to be anything big. Like I'm not talking about, you know, starting a whole foundation, (laughs) which, you know, is awesome if that's what you want to do. But if your mental capacity can't go there, then go buy an ornament for them, something that they loved. Um, I actually bought a little bitty Christmas tree Um, and it's probably like, you know, maybe four feet tall and we buy ornaments for Sam, not every year because it's a small tree, (laughs) but we have a few ornaments. He loved Spider-Man. So we have a Spider-Man ornament. He loved cupcakes. So we have a cupcake ornament and I put that up every year in honor of him. Well, I say every year, uh, there was one year I couldn't do it. It was too hard for me. Um, just emotionally, uh, it was a hard year. Um, but anyway, so, but I have that tree with those, um, ornaments in honor of Sam. Something else you can do is do something that they love to do. Um, like I said, Sam loved cupcakes. So we actually do this on his birthday every year. We do things that he loved to do to celebrate him, to celebrate his life. So do something, that your child loved to do in the holidays, you know, and this is kind of opposite of what I was talking about earlier about not doing those things. And again, it could change every year. Like one year I couldn't put up the tree. It was too hard. So one year you might think, I don't, I can't do those things that he, that my child loved to do because it's too hard. Uh, we'll do something else. Well, some years you might be like, I want to do these things to celebrate his life, to do it in honor of him. We'll think about him as we're doing it. Um, like I said, he loved cupcakes. So let's go get some cupcakes with a ton of icing and just eat the icing because that's what Sam did. And that might bring your heart joy to do that. You, you have really have to listen to and respect those emotions that you have and that you're feeling, you know, feel them and allow yourself to do it. Say, I can't do that. I know I said I was going to, I know we did it last year. I can't do it this year. So let's do this instead. And that's okay. Uh, So the fourth tip I have is to serve others. And this again kind of goes hand in hand with distractions. To me, nothing will um, kind of bring you that joy, especially in this time of year, like serving others, like giving to someone who has less than you, Um, serving people like the homeless, going and helping at the homeless shelter, or serving in a local soup kitchen, you know, donating, buying some gloves and blankets for the homeless or um, getting a, a gift off of a gift tree for a child who won't have Christmas. You know, doing something like that, I believe will help bring that joy back in your heart um, that has been kind of lost uh, from losing a child by helping others. You know, as a Christian, that's kind of like in our DNA, <laughs> To want to help other people and to serve other people. So I believe doing that, getting in touch with that part of our heart will help bring some of that joy back when you see um, 
the see what you're when you give it to a homeless person see the light in their eyes or if you do like a gift tree and you don't actually see the child opening it envision that envision that child opening that present that wasn't going to have one and now they do uh, i remember for a few years we actually when we went to those gift trees we picked a boy who was four years old because that's how old sam was when we lost him so we picked a boy who was four um and instead of buying sam a present we bought this boy a present or at one year we did whatever age he would have been that year um so you know there's different things that you can do but i really believe that serving and giving to others is a great way to um kind of bring that joy into your heart a different way um but a very fulfilling way and tip five, y'all know I can't talk about stuff like this and not talk about your lifesaver verse. Um, I've talked about it in every episode and I probably will say it in all future episodes because it literally is my lifeline. It is what helped me uh, the most get there and still does, you know, to this day. But um, in case you haven't Listen to any previous episodes. A lifesaver verse is just a verse that you can cling to that keeps you from drowning. Uh, it's a it's a verse. Some people call them life verses. Um, I call them lifesaver verses, especially with the journey that we're having to go on, that where it's so easy to drown, to feel like you're drowning. Um, to have that verse ready in those times is so crucial. Um I have a free printable um, that lists out some verses that uh, could be used as your lifesaver verse. And I will um, link that in the show notes. Uh, It's completely free. You just download it and read them and see if one jumps out at you. If it does, I believe that's the Holy Spirit nudging you saying, this is it. This is the one. Um, And just read it and and write it down, kind of put it in your heart. And then I believe, because I know he's done it for me so many times, but the Holy Spirit will bring back that verse into your mind when you need it the most. Um, If you need it plastered, then put it everywhere. Write it on post-it notes, stick it on your mirror, stick it in your car. Um, Especially, you know, this time of year when there's constantly things that are hard in this um, journey. Uh, Just to have that verse there that you can hold on to that will keep you from drowning. And then the last tip, give yourself grace. Uh, This journey that we have to walk on is so very hard, especially this time of year um, where the absence of our children is so loud. It can be hard to hear anything else besides them not being here. So give yourself lots of grace Allow Jesus to carry you through. He is strong enough to carry you. His strength is never ending. He never gets tired. He never gets tired of taking it off of you. So if it's heavy, and y'all know what I'm talking about, when it it's, gets heavy on your chest, give it to him. Give him that burden. He can carry it for you. He is strong enough to carry it for you. And he's just waiting on you to give it to him. I've never felt the weight of something being lifted off of me as much as I have through this journey because it's so heavy. It's so heavy to carry 
the grief that we're having to walk and live with every single day. It's so heavy. But that is why I'm so glad that I serve a God that's so strong. He is strong enough to lift that heavy burden off of you and carry it. Not only will he carry that burden, he will carry you when you don't feel like you can take another step. He is there. All you have to do is say his name. Say the name Jesus and he will be right there to pick you up and carry you the next step and the next step all the way through that valley that you're having to walk through. He'll carry you every day through December and through this holiday season that's so very hard. And here's a bonus tip for you. I actually didn't even have this in my notes. But give yourself permission to be happy, to be joyful, and to be sad all at the same time. You can feel those two emotions At the same time, they can coexist together. You can be happy and be sad all at the same time. You can smile and laugh with tears in your eyes because your child's not here, but you're happy at the moment. It's okay. It's okay. You can't, you don't have to feel just one emotion. You don't have to say, well, I can't be happy because I'm sad or I can't be sad because I'm happy. You can do both. There has been many times in in this journey that I have felt both together. And at first it was conflicting because I've never done that. I've never been happy and sad all at the same time. It was so weird. But I believe in order to live, because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to live our life without our child, our children, our child, our um, kids that we've lost. Until we can see them again. We're, we're living this life. We're learning how to live a new life without them. So in order to keep living, you have to give yourself permission to be happy and to laugh and have joy. It's okay because I know how it feels to have that and sadness all at the same time. Because y'all know there's not a moment that goes by that we, it's not like we have to be reminded that our children aren't here. Like it, it's, something that we live with every day. My child's gone. Like I, that's something you don't have to remind me of. Every heartbeat, every breath I take is a reminder that they're not here. So sadness is, and this grief is just kind of like it tinges every emotion, other emotion that we feel because it never goes away. So you have to be able to be it to realize it's okay to feel both. So in this Christmas season, as you're going and you feel joy about something or or happiness about something, but then it's immediately followed by a sadness that, oh, they're not here. That's okay. It's normal. Like that's, give yourself permission to do that. You can be happy and sad all at the same time. So my prayer for you as we go into this holiday season without our precious children, our precious child that we've lost, is that we would feel the peace that doesn't make sense, that it would guard our hearts and our minds as we go every step, every day, throughout this holiday season, that we would be able to feel our children there with us, 
as we say thank you, Jesus, for the hope that this season brings, the hope that we will see our children again. That's what your birth brought us is hope. And we thank you. Thank you for that hope that your birth brings us, that we will see our children again. I pray peace and joy over you this holiday season. I love you, friends. Hi, friends. I hope this episode blessed you. The best advice I can give to be able to make it when a storm hits your life is to know who God is before it even starts to rain. I've created a free 31-day scripture calendar that will help you get to know who God is, His character. You can find this calendar plus bonus journaling pages and scripture cards all for free at unlockingjoy.com slash God's character. This will also be linked in the show notes. I pray the foundation of your faith will be strengthened as you journey into the heart of the Father. I'll see you next week. Love you, friend.